Get your Bible out and go to Matthew chapter 5. Now, I don't forgot what my sermon title is called. You are, you are light. I came up with a better one after that, but I didn't have time to tell it to her. Go to chapter, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. How many of you voted yet? How many of you still waiting? That's what I thought. Um, for your information, I have heard that Sunday the polls are open, the VFW and Apopka, and the lines are not that long. I think they'll be closed Monday and open back Tuesday. And if you're going to wait till Tuesday, I pray you get in and get out. Amen. Amen. Pray for me as I preach this. Stretch your hands out to me and pray that I'll preach it in the anointing of God. And if I don't, it's your fault. Because you prayed. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in America today. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you in a minute how how I got my sermon and, and something the Lord said to me that was quite a, a revelation to me. So Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand that it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men they see your good works and glorify your Father that is in heaven. If there's an issue in the church today, it's time for us to let our light shine. When I read this scripture, very often I've always read it this way, let people see how your goodness, you know, you just be a good Christian in front of people and let them see your goodness. And that really is not 100% true. Light is equal to truth. So Jesus is not talking about you just being a Christian. He's talking about you living your life in truth so that people can see the difference in your life and theirs because you're living it based on truth. Now, I'm going to read something to you that I wrote down. Satan cannot operate in light. Uh, the, the devil can't operate in America if there's light in America. The reason that Americans in the mess it's in is because we have not obeyed God and let our light shine. And the primary problem with that is the pulpit. The primary problem in America is preachers. Preachers not preaching truth. Okay, darkness, Satan, and lies are all synonymous terms. So Satan can't operate in darkness. Lies cannot operate, I mean, in, Satan can't operate in light. I'm going to read something to you that I got off the website from Kenneth Copeland. And I'm going to say this as I start. I want to say thank God that Andrew Womack, Kenneth Copeland, and men of God are starting to rise up and speak against what's going on in the world. Now, I am all in favor of preaching good news. But not, not at the expense of truth. Now here's a scripture, and I'm not going to go to it, don't you think? Grace and truth came through Jesus. Not grace and grace. I love grace. Grace and truth. That means sometimes Jesus said you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. 
He didn't say you would know about truth. He didn't say you would just meet Jesus and you'd be free. You're going to have to have some truth. All right. I believe we've let truth fall to the ground in this nation. I want to read this by Kenneth Copeland, and, and I'm proud of him for doing this, and I'm proud of the rest of them, because it's, it, then people are starting to think that maybe I'm not such a bad pastor. <laughs> the chief issue in America today is truth. Truth is under attack. Three out of four Americans believe that there is no absolute moral truth. Three out of four Americans believe that. Defining what is right versus what's wrong. One out of two Christians believe the same thing. There is no absolute moral truth. They say, well, what's true for you is not true for me. That's a lie. Truth is a person. We have lost our love, we're talking about Americans, have lost our love for truth and replaced it with personal opinions. Now let me stop for a minute and explain this to you. How does that, what do I mean by that? Let's get off of the issues in America and get on one that's not so volatile right now. Every time I've ever stood up and preached that it is the will of God that people be healed, 100% of the time, somebody will come along and say, I had an aunt. Well, here's my question to you. Does your aunt trump God? I don't know what happened to your aunt. But you can't stop preaching the word because your aunt died. We feel for your aunt. I mean, thank God that your aunt went to be with Jesus, why she died, didn't get healed, I don't know. There's a lot of things we don't know. We're going to do our best, and we leave the rest of that to God. Well, what happens when you start talking healing and politics? Here's what happens. Somebody comes along and starts giving us their opinion. You know, your opinion isn't worth much. It's only your opinion. And it's based on something that happened to you that somebody did to you and it doesn't trump truth. Are you all out there Did you go home? Do you understand where I'm going with this? All right, now let's come back to Kenneth. And if you don't like this, you can call him up and say, Kenneth, I didn't like what you said. We have lost our love for truth and replaced it with personal opinion. Is there absolute truth? Yes. Where does it come from? God and his word, the Bible. What can we do? What can we do? You have to commit to love truth. Now, you say, I love Jesus. Do you love truth? Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. If you don't love truth, you don't love Jesus. I told you the pulpit's the reason America's in the mess it's in, but not this one. You have to commit to love truth and pray and read your Bible every day. Pray that America will rediscover its love for truth and vote biblical truth and not your opinion. 
We're not voting for two men. We're voting for two ideals. You understand? We're voting morality against Marxism. That's what you're voting for right now. You're voting against an antichrist system. Listen, listen, if you, if you don't like Trump's personality, you wouldn't have liked the apostle Paul. He was a murderer. You wouldn't have liked David. He was an adulterer. If you're waiting on God to use someone perfect, you're backing up. Because he uses me, and I'll tell you right now, uh, I ain't all that myself. Everything they bad they told you about me was probably true. That's why I plead the blood. And if you walk out of here and say, Pastor said, you're a liar. I was reading. I've never said, Daryl said. What I think, it'll matter. Boy, don't shout me down. Pray for America that it'll rediscover its love for truth and vote biblical truth and not your opinion. My personal truth doesn't matter. Only God's word is absolute truth. I choose to love truth and the source of truth, which is God, more than my opinion. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, 16. So right now we've got in America, we've got a bunch of people running around thinking that there is no absolute truth in America anymore. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. There is. Now, when you start talking about your opinion, let's go back and ask, what does the word say about what you think? If the word says something different, one of you is wrong. Hello and hallelujah anyhow. You're still smiling, so let me move on. About three-quarters through the first service, I had people stop smiling. You know, I was going, oh, go to First John chapter 1. I shouldn't have told on them. And I will just tell you something about um, preaching truth. When, if you're guilty, you go quiet. So just shout. If you have a sin, shout it out. Oh, don't you see there? Y'all went quiet on me. First John chapter one, verse three. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the father and his son, Jesus Christ. Can we fellowship around what? Jesus It's the only thing all of us in this room have in common. Yeah. Well, let me make a statement to you. If you're a female, don't ever tell me I can't minister to you because I've never had a baby. We're not fellowshipping around babies. We're fellowshipping around Jesus. If you're a young person, don't tell me I'm an old geezer and I can't speak into your life. Yes, I can. Truth has no age limit on it. We're not talking about whether you're hip and have pencil leg pants or not. That's your opinion. But I can still talk to young adults because I'm going to speak truth. There is no barrier there. If you're a Mexican, I don't have to speak Spanish and glory out of you like Speedy Gonzalez just to be able to talk to you. Truth 
has, there is no racism in this book anywhere. There is no racism. There is no gender. There is no age. Truth is, truth is for everyone for all generations. Moses ministered to all of his generation, old and young. He didn't, listen, Kenneth e. Hagin ministered to me when I was in my 20s. And he didn't have to get hip and cool to do it. Matter of fact, he was just an old Texan. And he talked like a hick, and I loved him anyway. All right, 1 John. That which we have seen and declare to you that we have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus, and these things I'm writing that your joy will be full. We'll get back to that hopefully in a little while. This is the message we have heard from Him and declare to you, God is light, and in Him, God, there is no darkness at all. If you say, I am in fellowship with God, and you're walking in darkness, or you're walking in a lie, you are lying and not practicing the truth. Now, I'm going to tell you where I got this sermon. The other day, it wasn't the other day, it's been actually over a month ago, I was talking to a Christian, and we had a disagreement over political issues, and I went, I went home and I started praying for that person. And I went to the Lord and I said this, Lord, how do I address the issues they don't know about? Do I get videos of Candace Owens on the screen? Do I get, um, do, do I get, you know, do I go on YouTube and get all the stuff they're apparently not watching? And bring it up and put it on the screen. And I thought, well, I don't really feel to do that. And I don't think I need to do that. But, but yet, why are these people ignorant? Why is it they don't know what's going on in America? And he said, it's not political. I said, well, it looks political to me. He said, the person you're referring to doesn't read their Bible and they don't pray and they don't even fellowship with me. See, listen, listen to me. You cannot fellowship with God and walk in darkness and walk in a lie. If you're walking in a lie, you don't know God. That's strong. It's time we started talking about other than you know Jesus. I'm glad you're born again. I'm glad you know Jesus. But we're talking about there are people, born again Christians, they're not fellowshipping with God because they don't know anything. Let's read it again. This is the message we've heard and declare to you. God is light, truth, and in him is no darkness at all. If you say, I have fellowship with God, and you're walking in darkness, you're walking in a lie, you're out of fellowship with God, you're lying, and you're not practicing the truth. You're not doing the word. Now listen to these statements. Um, if you don't know the word, you don't know God. You can't separate the, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You can't separate the book from the man that wrote the book. 
you, if you're not walking in the word, you're not walking in God. Is that too strong? So if you want to, if you if you're not even reading your Bible, you're not even praying, you are in darkness. We got a lot of Christians in darkness. If we walk in the light as he's in the light, that's truth. We have fellowship with one another. You that there ain't no broken fellowship if you're walking in the light. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses you from all sin. If you say, I have no sin, he's talking about if you are not walking in the word and you say, I have no sin, he said, you're lying. Let me get strong here. If you vote abortion, you're a liar. You don't know God. Are you out there or did you go home? Is that true? I didn't say it. If you voted pro-homosexuality, you're a liar. You don't know God. You say, I didn't vote for the, I voted for the person. Well, you, you just cut covenant at the, at the poll with an antichrist spirit. Thank y'all for praying for me. If you say, I don't have any sin, you've deceived yourself. Let me, let me. Everyone who wants truth can find it if you want it. No person on this earth, nobody on this planet is stopping you from truth. You have all the truth you want. And you have all of Jesus you've ever wanted. There is not a soul on this planet hindering you from growing and walking with God. Nobody. Did Paul fellowship with God, back bleeding, beat in a prison? Say yes. Did John fellowship with God on the Isle of Patmos? Say yes. Yes. Your circumstances are not the reason you're not walking with God. You're, the reason you're not walking with God is your heart. You've chosen a lie over truth. You deceived yourself. No one did that to you. To the degree, to the degree you love your Bible, you love God. To the degree you walk in it, you love God. To the degree you don't, you do not. And don't lie about it. Don't walk out of here and go, well, he said, I didn't say it. I'm just reading. Yeah. Are y'all out there? See, see, we need to make some changes in this nation. We've, if Trump gets in, you've got four years. When? If he doesn't, it'll be hell on earth in about four days. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and his truth's not in us. Here's the good news. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Now go to chapter 2, verse 4. He who says, I know him. Now I'm reading. I'm just reading. And doesn't keep his commandments is a liar. 
Don't shout me down. Don't look at me and say, I'm a Christian. And you're sleeping around. Because you're not. Don't tell me you're a Christian. And you voted for homosexuality. You, you are not. You might be born again, but you don't know God. And you don't know God is your choice. When I got born again, and I, and, and I came out of the world, I understand the world. I love sinners almost more than I do Christians, but that's okay. Because I understand sinners. Sinners sin because they're sinners. But the day that I got born again and I met Jesus, when I got home, I was rolling a joint to celebrate being saved. That's what sinners do. When they, they celebrate, they smoke. I'm in there token on a number. And Jesus spoke and said, you don't need that. And I'm looking around the room and I'm going, I'm the only one in here. And someone is talking to me. And I said, I said out loud, I said, who said that? He said, it's me, Jesus. I said, where? I said, where are you? He said, I'm inside you. And I asked a dumb question. I said, what are you doing in there? <laughs> See, I, I didn't go to church. I, don't, I prayed a prayer, but I didn't, I didn't know that he was really going to move in. <laughs> and start talking to me. And he said, I said, well, welcome. And he said, put the dope down and throw it in the trash and get all of your Playboy magazines in the trash too. We, what else did I have? I don't know what I had. I can't remember that far back. And all of, and all of the rock music, Bachman Turner Overdrive and Led Zeppelin and all that other, all that other trash. I said trash. If it doesn't bring glory to Jesus, it's trash. He said, and throw it away and pour your booze out and get your Bible and come on, I have work to do. Let me tell you something. When you get saved, somebody ought to be able to tell it. I have never worked anywhere in my life where they asked me, was I a Christian? Oh, they know it. In about 10 minutes, every question leads to Jesus. So he says, to, he, says, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you don't, you're a liar and truth's not in him. All right. You cannot separate Jesus from loving the word. If your word of God is not final authority, Jesus is not. Do you understand that? When someone says, yeah, but the word says, there is no arguing there. That's the end of the conversation. God said it, that's the it. Somebody's got to be able to go, this is right and this is wrong. And the government of the United States does not make those decisions. There is a higher authority in the earth and his name is Jesus Christ. And he left you a book. You ought to read it. All right. If you're not close to God, that is a choice you made. 
It's a choice you made. It has nothing to do with circumstances. Truth only comes from fellowshipping with God, for truth is a person, and truth never changes. Go to John 14. Pray for me, Lisa. I've got I to preach it in kind. Just stretch your hands out for me, because I don't know how, the, how good their faith is. Are y'all all right with this? Uh, uh, folks, America, America right now needs a revival. It doesn't start when God falls on his knees. It starts when we fall on ours. Okay. I want to make a statement I heard a prophet say the other day, and it's true. More people are saved and return to God in judgment than when it's prosperous. Don't make God judge you. I always get right with God when I see blue lights behind me. <laughs> Woo! Oh, help me, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father God. It's a whole lot cheaper just to drive the speed than to keep begging for mercy. I'm talking to somebody right now. I don't know who it is. Might be Zach. I don't know. I think the last time Zach got in Steve's vet... He needed to get right with God when he got back. I think he had to get right. Is that right? I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, probably did. But the, but the vet did it. The vet. Yeah, something. It's, it's the vet's fault. I heard a, I got to tell a story right now because I'm getting so intense, y'all are looking at me and go, hyperventilating. There was a man that bought himself a brand new Corvette and he took it out on the highway to see what it would do. And he run it up to 70, 80, 90, 100, 115, 120. And a state trooper got behind him. And he thought, oh, God, no. And he thought, well, I'll just outrun him. And he just, he just he kicked it up to 140, and the trooper stayed behind him. And it just stayed behind him, stayed behind him. Finally, the guy pulls a vet over on the side of the road and, 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 and figures, well, whatever. And so the cop, he's furious. He's just furious. And he walks up to the door, and he says, can you give me one reason why I've been chasing you for 15 to 20 minutes and you won't stop? And if it's good, I'm going to let you go. He said, well, my wife ran off with a state trooper last week, and I thought you were bringing her back. <laughs> you might want to use that, Zach. You might want to use it. I don't know whether he got the ticket or not. I just, okay, now that y'all are lined up, John 14. I've never used that. I hope I never need to. John 14, 15. Look at John 14, 15. If you love me, say, I love him. I love him. Keep my commandments. Yes. That is love. Not, not go to church. Yes. Amen. Not sing kumbaya. Keep the, keep the word of God. Keep the word. And I'll pray the Father and he'll give you another helper, the spirit that will abide with you forever, the spirit of what? Truth. Now let me ask you this. You say, I'm full of God, then you're full of truth. You're so full of truth that you're living it. If you're not, you're not full of God. Are you all out there? See, I think it's time for us to sit back and realize there are times, and I'm going to say about me, 
there are times when I get in my face before God and I, and I start cleaning my life up. I wish I didn't have a flesh. I, I wish that I was nice all the time. I'm not. Paul said, I keep my body under, lest after I've preached to others, I would become disqualified. Your flesh is selfish. You let it run wild, whew, it'll mess your life up. So there's times I just get my Bible out and go hide with God until I can get my flesh back under control and get my mind back on the Word of God. I've never backslid. I've been saved over 45 years. I've never fallen away from God. You don't have to fall away from God. You can't fall from God if you stay on your face. Amen. That's true. Very hard to fall. Yeah, that's true. One quarter of an inch from the floor. <laughs> that's true. It's when you're lifted up. Amen. All right. I'll pray the Father and to give you another helper, the spirit of truth that will abide with you forever and whom the world can't receive. They don't have the spirit of truth. They're all liars. Don't get your news from ABC, CBS, and NBC. That's Satan's, that's Satan's television, and it's his newscast, and it's his kids. I don't care what they said. Why are you listening to it anyway? You listen to that all day long, you're going to be messed up. If you spent all your time reading your Bible, you do watching the television, you'd be a spiritual giant. Can I tell you how many hours I've spent watching ABC, CBS, and NBC in the last 30 years? Probably about four minutes, five minutes, max. I turned it on one time and I went, ah, that's a lie, and turned it off. I don't even know if it's on our, do we even have it on TV? Do we even have it on, I don't think we even have it on our TV. You come to my house, you, I, have to, I have to go looking. If, if there's weather, I have to go to the weather channel. And they lie. They're standing outside and the wind's blowing and they're wah, 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 ah. I think they got a fan over there or something like that, you know. And I mean, if they don't hype it up, they, they got to sell something. Okay, never mind. That's too much. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth and he'll not speak of his own authority. And whatever he hears, he'll speak and he'll tell you things to come. He'll glorify me. He'll take what's mine and declare it to you. All things the Father has are mine, and therefore I said to you, I'll take of mine and show it to you. When the Spirit of truth has come, he'll guide you into all truth. And if you're not fellowship with God, he won't guide you in the truth, and you don't know any truth. You can't have truth without Jesus. You can't have truth without fellowship with God. That's the reason why we've even got preachers who are messed up. Now, let me get on the preachers for a minute. Now, I'm not... Preaching Trump. You're going to think I am, but I'm not. Why have we got preachers jumping on Trump and have never said anything about the homosexuality and the abortion that's going on on this planet and the politicians that are doing it? Why is it that the preachers think they got to jump on Trump? They're cowards. Jesus didn't pet the Pharisees. And I said, we got a problem in America, and it's the pulpit. Now understand something. God used David, God used Paul, and God's using Trump. And he's using me. And I'm amazed at all of those. More me than anything else. 
I think you are too. I think sometimes you're like, I'm amazed that God uses that man at all. Go to Jeremiah 29. Keep praying for me, Lisa. I'm doing a little better this time, ain't I? Don't say amen. I'll make you. Are y'all ready? We need a revival. You want to have one? Can I show you how to do it? Pray that God would fall. Honey, he ain't falling anymore, and he's already fallen. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts that I'm thinking about you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I don't care where you are and what you're going through right now. You can have a better life if you want one. Yes. There's not a devil in hell or a human being can stop it. And I'm going to show you how to get it. Are you ready? Yep. When you, I will give you a future and hope, then you will call on me. And pray to me, and I will listen to you, and, we, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Now, what is the problem in America? It's heart. People's hearts are not right with God. It isn't your circumstances, not my circumstances. He said, and he didn't say half-hearted. He didn't say an occasional promise box. He didn't say watching something on TV sometimes. He said, when you seek for me with your whole heart, you will find me, and I will turn your life around. Yes. Yes, amen. The issues you're having right now are not political. They're between you and God. If you love Jesus, you will love the Word, and you would love church. Are you listening to me? Has nothing to do with me, or who's political, or your opinion of anything. Your opinions will change. Thank you, Jesus. Mine have. I got some that I think still need to change. We're not gathering around opinions. We're gathering around obedience to God. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? If you sought God with all of your heart, you would know the truth and you would be free. You'd be full of joy and you'd be full of peace. Aren't you glad nobody can stop it? But you're also going to have to quit blaming other people for your mess. It's you. The problem is in your mirror. It's in my mirror, too, and I kept saying, Lisa, stand over here in this mirror. Stand over here in this mirror. No, it's not. I'm teasing. And you'll seek me, and you'll find me when you search me with all your heart, and I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. America needs truth. John 8. Go to John 8. I remember what I told you about being quiet. <laughs> you know how I know that? The boys taught me that. Joshua, Justin, and Jordan taught me that. Shay and Ashley did too, so don't. When you come in the house and the boys are quiet, something's wrong. When their hands are folded and they're being sweet, they always thought that mom and daddy were prophets. 
We'd walk in the house and go, what have y'all been up to? One of them would go, who told? <laughs> if they're running around rambunctious, they haven't been in trouble. It's only when they've been in the cookie jar do they quit talking. When the church doesn't talk to me, you're in the cookie jar. <laughs> and I see crumbs on your face. So just shout a little bit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Glory to God. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out a little bit. The dog would tell on the boys. We had a dog named Buddy. And I don't speak dog. But when the boys did things wrong, Buddy would come to the door and go, Is it the boys? The dog was smarter than the boys. And we'd go find the boys and find out what they were doing. And the reason they turned out to be good is they got a lot of weapons. Some of them got more weapons than others, but we're not going to talk about him tonight, this morning. John 8, 31. Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If you're not in the word, you're not a disciple. You say, I'm a Christian. You might be, but you're not a disciple. And it's the reason that you don't know truth. America and Christians, Kenny and I walked into, and I'll just tell you which church it was. I'm not, I got invited to preach at the Catholic church one time. Did y'all know that? Oh, it was fun. It was one of those Thanksgiving meetings, and everybody was meeting at St. Francis of Assisi, and I'm the guest speaker in a Catholic church. Ask me, did I enjoy that? I enjoyed that. So our church was walking in with Bibles, and the Catholics said, are all of y'all priests? And the people from my church said, yes. <laughs> that was the beginning of the fun for the night. They, I think some people don't believe in reading the Bible at all. Jesus said, you'll know the truth. The government does not set you free. The government has no freedom to give you. The best thing for the government is to get out of our business. Yes, that's true. Now, they work for you. If they're not doing right, please fire them. Enough said. No word, no truth, no freedom. Freedom doesn't come from government, and government is not God. Don't give it the, the position of telling you what to do. Now, I know I'm going to say something right now, and you're not going to like it. The first time in history, we've quarantined healthy people. Now, you can't get any dumber than that. Quarantine, if you're sick, stay home. Don't bring it in here. But don't tell me I can't come to church. I've had corona. I am inoculated. And I can come to your house and pray for you because you can't give it to me and I can't give it to you. So here's my, we got kids in California that are going and getting corona on purpose. So their blood becomes plasma for the 
They're, they're doing it to make money. Don't shout me down. <laughs> Only California would do that. <laughs> I think they ought to cut California off and just shove it on up. I don't know. All right, let's go. To, let's go. Um, woo. Are you praying for me, Lisa? Here's a statement. Here's a statement. <laughs> what is true for you is not true for me. Is not truth, but it is rather Adam's and Eve's original rebellion against God. America is in rebellion against God and against the Word of God. So go to Proverbs chapter 6. Let's read a little bit of truth so you will know. Now, I don't preach sermons like this every Sunday, and I'm not going to apologize that you caught me this Sunday. Because you probably needed it. Proverbs 6. You know, I'm scared of sin. I have sinned. I'm going to tell you something. I have lived for the devil. It was not fun. Someone said to me when I got saved, you had all your fun. And I said, I don't remember. I don't remember any of it being fun. When I met Jesus, I went whole hog. I decided to finally give the devil a kick in the backside. Not going back to that mess. Proverbs 6. What does God think of what we're voting on right now? I'm going to read it to you so you'll know what God thinks. Proverbs 6, 16. These six things the Lord hates. Seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lion tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, and feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Listen to me. If this election goes the wrong way, God will judge this nation. Are you listening to me? And he'll be forced upon him to do it. If it does not, he will withhold judgment. But you and I are not going to lax and get lax ever again. I'm going to say this. Thank God for Amy what? Coney Barrett. Real good chance of overthrowing Roe versus Wade now. If the other party gets in, they're going to stack the Supreme Court and stop it. And God is not going to put up with murdering babies any longer. Are y'all out there? I mean, you better get real serious right now. You better get real serious. This is not a joke. Let your light so shine before men. Are you afraid to talk about what you believe in front of people? Are you afraid of a little persecution? We better get over it. Are you afraid to wear your Trump hat? First Corinthians six. Now I want to make a statement right now, and I want you to I want you to just just kind of bear me out just a minute. I've had I've had people come to this church and go, well. I don't really need that message. 
Your kids do. Every message is not for you. If I find another teenager shacking up in this church, I'm going to come to your house and talk to your parents. And why you have not kicked that person in the backside. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? Oh, yeah, we're just living together until we get any money. No, you're not. It's quiet. Is it? <laughs> Lisa looked at me one time and said, you should have been a general in the army. First Corinthians 6, 9. Do you not know? <laughs> Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Fornicators, that's sex, and you're not married. I, you don't have, listen, you don't have to have sex. If you're not married, keep your pants on. Listen, I dated for what? Two years. We didn't have sex. You say, I mean, I have people thought that I was gay. I'm not gay. I know what a woman is. And I know the one I've got's real pretty. But I also had, I also know, and I told her this. You and I are going to be in ministry one day. We are not going to look at kids and go, it can't be done. And I won't violate you for your conscience. And I didn't. A couple of times I took cold showers, but I didn't. I'm going to leave now. I've got to go take a real cold shower. Glory to God. You might want to keep a bucket of cold water in your truck with you. I don't know. Just keep a Bible in between you and the person next to you when you go on a date and pray in tongues. They'll leave you alone. Hallelujah. Let me ask you girls a question. Do you think if we went to the Chevrolet dealer, they're going to let me take a vet home for a month or two? Oh, just let me drive it for a month or two, three months, six months, see if I like it and want to buy it. Well, no reason to buy a vet if they gave you one. They get in the vet with a, with a salesperson, and they let you take it around the block. And if you don't put money down, you ain't going home with a vet. Now we're talking about you girls. If he holds your hand, takes you out for a burger or a weenie or whatever he takes you out for, chicken dinner. And he says, and he says, if you love me, let me say, I will let you put a ring on my finger. Give me your last name. Give me all of your credit cards and we, and I will jump in bed with you and we will have sex. Now, who's more valuable, a girl or a vet? Girl's more valuable than a... Quit selling yourself short. 
If he's not going to marry you, he don't love you anyway. Find out on the first date. And don't start swapping spit and tell me that you had a mask on. Come on, America. Church, we're getting too loose in this nation. You want a hot girl? Marry her. Marry one that loves Jesus and you don't have to worry about getting AIDS. You know why God wants you to get married first? Because you're going to start making babies. And let me tell you something, honey. You don't want to raise them by yourself. If you are, you start praying that God will send somebody. Now, I'm going to read something to you, young, young men, and I want all you parents to just sit with me. Just leave me alone a minute while I talk to the youth. If you're a fornicator, you are going to go to hell. So enjoy your sex now because there ain't anywhere you're going. Well, I'm a Christian. No, you're not. You're a liar. Don't sit in my church and tell me you love Jesus and you're shacking around. Okay, I'm going back over here to the adults. Now I want to know why I had to say that and y'all didn't. You know, some of y'all are going, well, yeah, we did too. I remembered having the sex conversation with all the boys. Let's find out about sex. Oh, they don't mind. You can do it in a way that's Christian. You don't need to use a playboy to talk about it. You just need to talk about it. If you don't think sex is okay, you throw, take the Song of Solomon tear it right out of your Bible because, man, it is like R-rated. <laughs> Never mind. Some of y'all going to go home and go, <laughs> finally start reading your Bible. <laughs> Whatever it takes. When a man starts talking about a woman's garden in the book of Solomon, it's not tomatoes. <laughs> That's enough. Some of y'all are already First Corinthians 6. <laughs> Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomite, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going. Woo. Revelation 21. Folks, it's not okay. What we're watching in America is not okay. It began when the church dropped the ball in Roe versus Wade. We dropped the ball. And I don't know whether you all know this or not, but the movie Gone with the Wind is the first movie was ever a cuss word ordered, uttered. The church raised sand about it for a week, and it went downhill from there. Told us to stay out of their business. Well, folks, they got a business, and it's wicked. It's very wicked. To the point that you got to be real specific if you want to watch anything on TV. We got the Family Channel. I think Lisa and I watched the Family Channel. Most of that's good. 
Uh, goofy sometimes, but good. Moral, anyway. Revelation 21. Let's, let's go there. Just as I am without. I'm teasing. I'm trying to find Revelation 21. Verse 7. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I'll be his God, and he'll be my son. The cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, that's drug abuse, that word is pharmaceuticals, idolaters, and all liars, most of Washington, D.C., will have their part in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Do you want to go? Anybody wanting the program? Go back to 1 John chapter 1. Oh, I got six minutes. No, don't go quiet on me. 1 John 1, 4. These things we write that your joy will be full. If you're in truth, you're in fellowship with God. If you're in fellowship, you're in joy. If you're in joy, you're in faith. If you're in faith, you're in victory. There is no other way to do it. Now go to 2 Chronicles, and we'll close with this, 2 Chronicles 20. I told you all ago, we were talking about how Satan cannot abide in the light. Satan cannot abide in light at all. Satan can't live. He can only live in darkness. Now, when Jesus confronted the devil, he quoted the word to him. He didn't just say, I rebuke you. He quoted the word that he was living. The word, the reason I know the word is I'm living it. I don't, I don't know it because I went to Bible school. I know it because I'm, I read it to do it, and then I preach it. Okay. Now, there's another way to walk in joy, in victory. The Lord's been saying this to me for the last two or three weeks. He said, you need to sing more. Amen. Remember I told you about Chirpy? Chirpy don't sing much no more. Some of y'all that weren't here, Chirpy got sucked up in the vacuum cleaner, cold dose of cold water, and then a hot blast of hell from the hair dryer, and Chirpy doesn't sing much anymore. Chippy. The same difference. It's a bird. I would have named him Chirpy. Now, if you're in fellowship with God, it's very obvious to people around you. Number one, you're full of joy. That's how you know. If you're not full of joy, then I would go back and check up on myself. Now, I want to read something to you as I leave, and, and I want to give us a mandate on how to handle ourselves no matter what happens in this election, good or bad, because you're going to keep living for God one way or the other, aren't you? Some of you need to go home and get your Bibles out. Verse 17, 2017 says, you don't need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah. And don't fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go against them. The Lord is with you. 
And in verse 20, it says, they rose early in the morning, went out in the wilderness of Tekoa, and they went out and Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and believe the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you'll prosper. And when he had consulted the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord who would praise the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army saying, praise the Lord, his mercy endures forever. Say this with me. Satan can't stand in light. You can create around you an atmosphere the devil cannot stand in it. You can create around you an atmosphere. Satan can't stand around it. Yes, quote the word, but what's wrong with singing the word? What's wrong with worship, period? Now, I'm going to tell you something. If if you're saved, notify your face. There should be a difference in you. you We need to sing a lot more than we're singing. All right, now listen to this. Listen to this statement now. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Listen, when when the people came out over the hilltop, well, well, I'm just going to read it to you so you'll know. Verse 24, and when Judah came to the place to overlook the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and all there was was dead bodies on the ground. And it says, and they went and gathered up all of their gold and all of their jewelry and carried it home. And it took them days to get it all home. Okay, I know y'all are excited now. Say, Satan can't stand the light. When whatever you're going through right now in this earth, you, if you would start giving God glory, get over back, get back in the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you're not free, you, you need to get in the truth. Now, once you do, you get back in fellowship. He said, I wrote this that your joy would be full, and you begin to give God glory. Amen. You begin to worship God. And I'm going to tell you, every devil that's been bothering you will turn and run. And and all that they were doing against you, and he'll leave all of his money behind. God is able to take everything Satan's doing and turn it for your good. One more time. God is able to take everything Satan's trying on you and turn it. For your good. Not only that, but it'll make you rich. Say, my best days are ahead of me. The word's going to work for you and I no matter who gets in office. Because no weapon formed against us will prosper. Every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we condemn it and prove it to be wrong. The ones of you that aren't in truth, uh, not good. But that's all I'm going to say. We'll pray for you later. And if you come back and go, I need prayer, I'm going to say, yeah, you do. 
Now, now, now some of y'all will enjoy what I'm about to say. I, I, I've always been greatly concerned when I pray for people because I know their past is wrecking them. And the Lord said to me one day, he says, until they turn to me, it isn't going to do any good for you to pray for them. You want someone to pray that God will turn your captivity around and you're not willing to do what it takes to get your captivity turned around. If you're sick and you get tired of being sick, why don't you turn to God? If you're broke, turn to God. All of us in those in this room did it. I don't know how to close. No matter what happens in this election, I think it's time the church started being the church. You say, well, they won't like me. It don't matter. It don't matter. Well, my kids won't like me. It don't matter either. They'll get over it. My daughters are sitting here next to Steve, Che, and Ashley. I went through a divorce. I didn't stop living for God. It was a time the girls were gone. I stopped living for God. I'm the odd man out. That weirdo over there living for Jesus. Could be making money. He's living for going to church every Sunday. What, what a waste of time. It wasn't a waste of time. I'm going to tell you something. God will bring your kids back. Are y'all ready? I want you to do something for me right now. Do something for this nation. Pray that this nation will return to truth. The revival does not begin in Washington, D.C. It begins right here with you and I. Pick your Bible back up. Go spend some time with God. Don't wait on a feeling. Pick it up. Pray again. Begin seeking God's face. If that's uncomfortable for you, it's okay. Your circumstances will change. I had a man say not too long ago, he said, if you're not motivated, just start anyway and you'll get motivated. If the Bible's a closed book, read it anyway. If heavens are brass, pray anyway. I'll guarantee you, once you turn your heart to God, He will meet you. Now, I'm preaching to a church full of people who love God. I pray, I'm concerned about my country. Rightly so, all of us are. If you want to begin, let's just begin with each of us individually. Make sure that each of us are a revival. I am a revival. Every place I've ever worked, I've gotten most of the people I work with born again. And the ones I didn't, they didn't get right at all. I couldn't help them, neither could Jesus. But there was no question, is he a Christian? I work construction. I know what it's like. I've worked in bad, I've worked in hard places. 
They didn't change me. I got fired from a job one time for singing too much. I told him, I said, well, I better find another place to work because I like to sing. I'm not going to stop singing. Are you all out there? Father God, right now I want to pray over the United States of America. I preached this sermon today out of something that you said to me about a person. I pray that everybody in the sound of my voice would understand what's going on in my heart. We have Christians in this earth. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're born again. I don't know where they are. They're not reading their Bible. They're not praying. They're not seeking your faith. Or they, or they wouldn't be as ignorant as they are as far as what's happening in this nation. And what is happening is their fault. Their, 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 their ignorance is their fault. But I pray, Heavenly Father, for this country that a revival would begin in churches now among ministers preaching the word again, calling the church out of darkness back into fellowship with God. I pray with all of my heart, every person the sound of my voice that's out of fellowship with God, everyone, would come home to you, plead the blood, and get back right. And Father, I pray that we would never go through this in this nation again, what we went through in the last year. And if we do, I pray the church will rise up and run it back into the hell where it came from. I pray that Roe versus Wade will be overturned. I pray that this nation would stop killing innocent babies. I pray that the young people of this nation would know the difference between a man and a woman, a male and a female. And be content with the way God made us. There's nothing wrong with you. I pray that we would understand a lie from truth. And come back to the word of God and quit making up our own truths. And come back to the one you gave us. We don't need to wonder right and wrong. We have a book. And if there's people in this room right now, Heavenly Father, and they have not been in fellowship, I pray that they would walk out of here today and say, Heavenly Father, I think you're talking to me. And find a place and renew their fellowship. We don't need to embarrass you in any way, shape, or form. I love you, Papa God. Everything I have today is because of you. The joy I have is because of you. The peace I have is because of you. The salvation I have is because of you. The prosperity I enjoy is because of you. And I love you enough to obey you to the very best of my ability. I I wished I could say I've never missed it. I have. But I refuse to continue to miss it. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the churches and I thank you for this nation. This nation is the very last bastion of freedom on the earth. The people in Russia warned us. The people in Venezuela warned us. The people in Cuba warned us. Don't let it happen here. I pray that wicked men would be exposed and found out. And truth would reign. If you have to, Father, put them in jail or remove them. 
to replace them with godly men and women. I pray in our Congress you'd replace them with godly men and women. And they would raise their voices and no longer be ashamed of the gospel. I pray over the president. I pray for his life. That he would not be assassinated by wicked men. And I pray over your church that the preachers would once again, that the pulpits of this nation would be on fire with truth and righteousness. And the churches would be a house of hope and love and peace for the lost to enter in and find help and find Jesus. We have not been much of a light, Father. We have not done our job. And for that, please forgive us. Starting today, we will let our light shine. We will open our mouths again. In Jesus' name. Woo. In God good. Praise well, I can go home Lord. and say, God, I did what you said. The Bible says, listen to the prophets and you'll be established. Amen. It's not God, it's not man speaking today, it's actually God speaking. If you look at it as a man, God said, if you lightly esteem my word, I'll lightly esteem you. If you honor me, I'll honor you. What he said today was something from God, and we need to honor that if we want it to work. I actually believe we're in a move of God right now because in the book of Acts, when they preached the word, Peter and Paul, the word changed people, and it actually started a revival. It wasn't just great worship music. It was actually them preaching the hard, some hard truths. And um, when they listened, the people, thousands were saved in a day. Truth is what is going to save us. And if anyone today does not know Jesus... As she's taking a picture. If you say, I don't know this truth of Jesus, it's not just about I believe in God, but it's truth of Jesus living in me. He's master. He's Lord, right? Romans 10, 9, 10. If you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, which means Lord, he has a say so over what you and I do, how we live in his word. If you're a man, lead your, your family in righteousness. Be a man. Raise your children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Your children are going to come out like you. If you want them to go to heaven, show them what Jesus is like by your life. Lisa married me. I'm, I'm 11 years older than Lisa. She said, I don't want a boy. I want a man of God. We've raised our boys the best of our ability, we raised them for Jesus. And we got an agreement that we would raise them for the, th we would teach them the word even from the time they were born. And we did. You can do this. Uh, men, rise up. Take your place. You're the head of your home. Be the one that opens the Bible. Be the one that starts the prayer meetings. Be the one that turns the TV off and go, that's trash. Turn that trash off. Don't wait for your wife to do that. Amen. Be a man. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Preacher got to preach like a rooster got a crow. It's bread in him. Let's everybody pray this. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus died on the cross, rose again, and took on sin for me. I confess him 
as Lord of my life. And I ask him to come in in Jesus' name. Father, and we repent as a church and as a nation saying have mercy on us and have mercy on people who do not know you. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.